Greetings, greetings to all and welcome. Nice to have you with us. My name is Randy Reed and you're listening to our podcast, Now and Then, Flatto Academy Theatre. Coming to you from beautiful downtown city of Kawartha Lakes, I will be going through a whole bunch of different things with you this particular episode as we enter our second year. This is our anniversary show and we are thrilled to be with you. We're going to start things off with one of our regular contributors, the general manager of the theater, Mr. Craig Metcalf. Craig. Well, thanks very much, Randy, and uh, congratulations on your one-year anniversary of the podcast. Thank you. Um, Quickly getting into it, um, November 1st is a really big red-letter day for us here at the Academy with Howie Mandel. Um, we're really uh, looking forward to that. And what I was able to do for his openers, I went to the Humber School of Comedy to get uh, a couple of their graduates to, oh, yeah. to look at. So we're really excited about having cool. uh, somebody fresh to come and, and, yeah. and do that. We have uh, on the 4th following that, Pete Paquette is back with the Patsy Klein Show. He's always a great producer, so that'll be a great show. Uh, followed on the 5th by the ever-popular Hotel California. Oh, the Eagles super. tribute. I've and seen I, them a couple of times. Yeah, they're great. They're a great band and very popular. So I recommend uh, checking that one out. I think for the first time here, we've got uh, a Rod Stewart tribute on uh, November 11th, and uh, that's followed a week later by an Aussie tribute. Uh, that will be interesting. I've never seen one, never heard of one. So right. we'll see how that works out for them on the 18th. <laughs> but the big news for us in November is the full week of rehearsals followed by four shows of uh, the fall production, James and the Giant Peach. Friday the 24th, uh, matinee, and evening the 25th, and matinee the 26th. Those uh, adults and children are working so, so hard, and we know, uh, as usual, they're going to do a great job. Highly entertaining, community-based And uh, we're we're just always thrilled that these volunteers come forward and put on a great show for us. They're wonderful. Yeah, I've been uh, tracking their progress along Mm -hmm. the way, and they're Mm -hmm. they're uh, they're wonderful. They really are. Okay, thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Sounds like a great month coming up at the theater. One of the things that Craig mentioned was the terrific show, James and the Giant Peach, that will be on stage towards the end of the month. If you haven't already got your tickets, you better move on them because it will definitely be sold out. Directed by our friend Beth Wilson, if you saw Susical last year, you know what quality stuff these people put together. I have had the pleasure of watching a few of the uh, rehearsals, and it's a dynamite cast. They have a bunch of... uh, wily veterans that have been in the theater a long time, plus a lot of kids and a lot of newbies, so it's a really neat mixture of people. So I thought I would record one of my visits to the theater during a rehearsal, and I get a chance to talk to some of the principals, so here we go. Hi, I'm here at the Academy Theater for one of the rehearsals for James and the Giant Peach, and I have a really special guest. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, I am Rory O'Neill, and I'm uh, 13 years old. And what part are you playing in the in the play? I am playing James. You are the James in the James and the Giant Peach. Good for yeah. you. And what other shows have you done? Um, I've done Annie here and The Little Mermaid and Mary Poppins. Good for you. And Matilda. Good for you. And you're enjoying yourself? Yes, it's a lot really of work. Fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's so fun. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. You go to what school? Uh, Central Senior. And what grade? Grade 8. Good for you. Well, all the very best. I have seen you in rehearsal already, and you're just wonderful. So have Thank a lot you. of fun. Thank you. So I'm, I'm here at the Academy, and I just talked to Rory, but I'm going to go around and talk to a few of the other cast members here for James and the Giant Peach that's coming up later in November, and we are so pleased. So this is my friend Reese Warren. Reese, Reese and I have done... A number of shows. A number, yeah. Yes. Like how many do you think? Maybe five, anyway. I would, I would think, yeah, probably five. Yeah. Five or six, yeah. Good for you. And a guitar student of mine at one point. I, I, I failed guitar student. If you saw uh, Sound of Music last year, you would know that. <laughs> I'm sure you'd done good. I'm sure you did. Okay, we're just going to go around. If everybody could just kind of introduce themselves real quick and, and tell me what what your role is. So that'll be good. Reese, what, what? So I am, I am Grasshopper. Ooh, cool. Yes. I'm Carol Pipker and I'm Ladybug. Ooh, cool. I'm Paul Marshall and I am the Earthworm. Oh. I'm Matt Avery and I'm the Centipede. And I'm Janiel Quibble and I play Spider. Isn't that great? And I'm going to be talking to Beth Wilson, who's the, uh, the director of this extravaganza as we go along. So good luck with all the all the stuff and I know it's gonna be sensational. That's gonna be a great show. Make sure you get your tickets. It will be definitely sold out, I guarantee it. Well, this is the month of November and we thought we should do a section on Remembrance Day. And who better to guide us through a little segment than our friend Ian McKechnie. All right, once again, we will welcome our friend Ian McKechnie, who is uh, going to share a story with us on um, a historical um, event that took place uh, back during the First World War, and we thought it was kind of appropriate to do this during November um, to mark uh, Remembrance Day. So welcome, Ian. Hi, Randy. Um, we are going to be talking about the, um, the nurses' graduation that happened um, quite frequently here at the Academy Theatre. Yes, for quite a number of years, quite a number of decades in fact, uh, nurses undertook their training at the Ross Memorial Hospital. They, ha they, they taught nurses right on site. And the graduation ceremonies took place here at the Academy Theatre. And during the Great War, as the First World War was also called, these ceremonies took on new meaning as uh, Canada's military nursing sisters, as they were known, became symbols of godliness and virtue and good works. And uh, young women from the community like Winifred Hardy, Catherine McKinnon, Olive Williamson, and many others besides, they, uh, they crossed the stage, received their diplomas, and uh, those three women crossed the stage here at the Academy in June of 1916. And apparently the stage was beautifully decorated in floral blooms. So you can just imagine how, how lovely it would have looked. Mm -hmm. And by, 19, um, by 1918, the audience at the annual graduation ceremony was apparently, and I quote, um, filling the building to the doors, uh, which showed what a deep interest is felt towards those connected with the vital work of the hospitals overseas and the war, or the war effort. 
Absolutely. And back then, of course, the, the seating um, for the theater was still around 900, so that would be a lot of people. And these nurses, most of them, I would imagine, would end up overseas. Yeah, they would end up in Canadian military hospitals, uh, both in England and in France, uh, occasionally in Belgium. Some of them even went down to, uh, to Italy mm. or Greece. Well, that's fascinating. And so um, after, um, during the war, not only did we have that going on, um, we also had um, an upcoming election here in Canada. And uh, the politicians, of course, made good use of this building as well. Yeah, so the federal election of 1917 was one of the most important in Canadian history, um, especially because uh, it was the first election where Canadian women were allowed to vote. Now, there was a caveat here. You had to be serving in the armed forces as a nursing sister to vote in, uh, in that particular election. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, or you had to have a, a brother or a husband who was on active service overseas. Uh. And this was kind of a bit of a cynical um, effort on the part of the Robert Borden ministry to, to get more votes so that they could form government, hmm. union government as they called it. So when the election uh, um, campaign was going on, um, of course, as you, as you noted, local politicians thought nothing of kind of grandstanding here at the, uh, the theatre. And uh, the Liberal candidate addressed a public Liberal mass meeting, and you can imagine just how, how full the building would have been for that. And his unionist opponent was maybe a little bit more creative, and he offered a free continuous program of music, moving pictures, and five-minute addresses by prominent speakers. <laughs> uh, back during the war, there was a, there were a lot of um, fighting in France and that type of thing. The, the short movies that were presented um, at the theater as well. Yeah, these were uh, short, silent films um, fighting in France with the Allies and the Battle of the Somme. Uh, they were really basically political propaganda pictures designed sure. to you know rah rah rah. Sure. Um, yeah. But they also introduced local residents to the wonders of film, which would become more important in the following decade. Exactly. And they were always, I'm sure, um, pro-Canadian, pro-Allied forces, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And then um, also talk about the, um, the farewell concert that took place quite a bit, um, quite a bit of a, an extravaganza that took place here. Yeah, in... Um, the spring of 1916, the 109th Battalion of Victoria and Halliburton counties, which encompassed, there were there were other regiments and battalions, but this was really the, the big main one that encompassed soldiers from all over Victoria and Halliburton counties. Uh, their battalion band, the band of the 109th Battalion, organized a farewell concert not long before the troops um, left Lindsay by train for further uh, military training and then eventually shipment over to, to England and thence on to France. So they organized this farewell concert, I believe it was the um, long weekend in May of 1916, and apparently it was attended by, if you can believe it, 1,000 soldiers and civilians, and the local press said it will be recorded in the musical annals of the town as one of the treats of the season. <laughs> so they had the battalion band provided music. Uh, there were some entertainers that were brought up from Toronto. 
um, there were sort of other sort of comedy type acts, um, mostly music, a lot mm-hmm. of military music, as you can imagine. Sure. My um, one of my mom's great uncles was uh, an officer in the 109th. Oh. Um, he was a lieutenant, John McQuarrie, and there's a pretty good chance he would have been at the theater watching this take place along with his comrades. And uh, 100 years on from that, um, if I might say so, Randy, in 2016, uh, elements from that farewell concert, as well as elements of the uh, wartime nursing graduation ceremonies, were recreated here at the Academy. The uh, Victoria County Historical Society, as it was called, um, joined forces with the drama department at I.E. Weldon Secondary School and some other local performers and we brought history to life on the stage, replicating, as I say, elements of the uh, farewell concert from 1916. And actually, that's the first time I met our friend Beth Wilson. She was cast as Lady Flora McRae Eaton for that uh, for that show. And Jesse Kennedy was heavily involved in that as well. Yeah, she not? directed it, and uh, our friend Renee Frank uh, was cast in the role as Winifred Hardy, one of the nurses who had graduated here in 1916. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Well, I appreciate, as always, we appreciate your input and a fascinating story. Thanks, Ian. Okay, we are entering our second year here at Now and Then Flato Academy Theatre, and we thought it would be interesting to change things up just a little bit. If you've listened to prior episodes, you've heard me thank my engineer producer, Warren Frank. Warren is a very talented young fella that uh, has been helping me out right from the get-go in this little endeavor. And he's also a very talented musician in his own right. And we are going to start a segment with him that uh, will feature him every month. So for the very first time, would you please welcome Warren Frank. Thank you, Mr. Randy Reed. Hi, everyone. My name is Warren Frank. You have probably heard my name before. Randy is usually kind enough to thank me at the end of the show. Typically, what I'm doing with our podcast here is I'm pressing record, I'm editing in our recording software, and I'm just helping bring Randy's vision to life. But it is Randy's vision, and he is just the best. Randy and I were talking. We think maybe it's time for me to step behind the mic and bring a little bit to our show each month and so what I'm going to do is start a segment called My Academy Moment where I bring different folks from our community to talk about their experience either on stage, behind stage or in the audience, anything about the Academy, your Academy Moment, I want to hear about it, I want to talk with you about it. To make things easy on you, to kind of ease us in, we're going to dip our toe in the water this week, I'm going to start us off but please don't hesitate to reach my way if you want to talk about your Academy Moment. Shoot us an email at nowandthenpodcast at hotmail.com or message me directly on Instagram at GameKeeperTunes. I want to hear from you. It's going to be fun. Okay, so please bear with me now as I regale you with the tale of my first Academy moment. In grade six, we're going back in time to Jack Callahan Public School. In the arts world of the Kawartha Lakes, I'm a really fortunate person. I've been lucky to get to be on stage at the Academy Theater in a lot of different capacities. Through I.E. Weldon's antics talent show, playing with my bands, through solo music. I've been up there in different ways, and it, like Randy says, it's always special. It's an amazing place, and it means a lot to myself and a lot of people. But the first time I 
ever graced the stage of the Academy Theater was when I was 11 years old, and I was cast as the one and only Ebenezer Scrooge in the Jack Callahan Public School production of A Christmas Carol. So at this point, I didn't even know that the Academy Theater existed. My family wasn't from here. I was born in Chicago. We moved to Uxbridge, Ontario when I was six and to the Corth Lakes when I was 10. So I'd been here for a little bit, but only in the capacity of a 10 and 11 year old. I didn't know much about our town or the arts and culture. I thought we would be performing in the illustrious Jack Callahan Gymnasium, of course, but that didn't matter. I was so excited that I had been cast, not just in this play, but as the lead character in this play, this crotchety old man. I could see my name written in the stars. I was sure in no time at all I would be accepting an Oscar, I would be accepting a Tony, all of these things. I was thrilled. But just imagine the amplification of my excitement when I saw the building that we were going to be performing in. Of course, such untempered 11-year-old enthusiasm has its cons, right? You're in your pre-teens. Everything's feeling like it's getting very real. You've got hormones. You care about what other people think all of a sudden. But now, now you have to deal with your impending fame, your future adoring fans. This is a lot for anyone. Well, it was a lot for me. I remember really clearly the first day of our show. Uh, it was just myself and my teacher, Leslie Ogilvy, who had casted me. One of my favorite teachers ever got me into music, put me on some paths in my life that would really shape who I became. We're in her room, and she's saying, are you ready? You feeling excited? And I just looked down and threw up all over my desk. So yeah, I guess I was a little bit excited. I was something. And Mr. Nolan, our custodian, if you're listening to this, I'm real sorry. I was just so nervous. <laughs> but then you know what? I Somehow that really helped. And the shows went off without a hitch. We did multiple performances. We did some for the elementary schools. We did some for our family and friends. And it was the coolest thing ever. I remember thinking it was the biggest deal. How can you not think that when you're in the academy, right? And that was really my introduction to community and arts in the Kawartha Lakes. And it was on stage at the academy. And I feel really lucky for that. And that's my academy moment. That's my first academy moment. And one that I'll carry with me forever. It's just kind of fun and really set a tone for an appreciation and reverence for this place. It got a little sloppy there for a second, but it was still pretty special. So that's a little bit about me. That's my first moment. I hope it sticks with you. I'm certainly not going to forget it. I hope you'll reach our way. We've already got next month's guests lined up, but I hope you'll reach our way and share a story with us. These kind of little things, these little moments that add to the fabric of our community and the community of the Academy Theater. Send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Back to you, Randy. Thank you, Warren. That's going to be a great feature every month. We'll look forward to future ones. We are going to chat with our friend Kate Emery. If you were with us earlier in the year, Kate was on with her lovely two daughters, and we talked about the family and being involved in the, uh, the theater. We thought we would have Kate back to talk about some of the things that she has been through with many years of service as a volunteer at the Academy Theater. So would you welcome, please, Kate Emery. Okay, here we go. I'm sitting in the balcony of the Academy <laughs> Theater with my friend Kate Emery. Kate was with us earlier in the season, 
um, with her two talented daughters. But today we've got her flying solo. So, Kate, thank you for the time. <laughs> thank you, Randy. It's fun to be here. Um, just for the folks who might have missed the episode that you were on before, uh, can you give them just a quick little um, rundown on your background in the theater? Um, I have been around this building a long time. I grew up a half a block away from it, and as a kid, my mom took us to most everything that was going on, and I used to enjoy sitting out just in those back stairs and uh, watch watch rehearsals going on. And uh, and then, you know, as our own kids got older and started in dance and theater, and it's just gone from there, and it's probably been longer than I think, but I'm going to say 40 years. <laughs> Uh, and what was your, you were you hired by the theater? No, I was never an employee, but always a volunteer. Right. Um, Ray Marshall got me in here a long time ago um, as a, as an usher. And um, I've always done a lot of stage managing or, well, not so much stage managing actually, but helping on the production end of, of, of uh, shows. And then uh, I've been a board member forever. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to so, ask you, when, when yeah, did you get involved with that? Um, again, gosh, at least 20 years yeah. for sure. Good for you. Yeah. So you weren't involved with the little theater board, or the, the, the summer theater board? No. 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 Okay. That was yeah. uh, before, but we certainly um, spoke to guys like Jimmy and, and uh, Ron Cork and got lots of information sure. from them because sure. I think you can learn a lot by watching and listening and doing oh, what absolutely. other people do, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, we, uh, I know that you were one of the founding, are one of the founding members of the Triple Threat yep. Theater. Yep. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about them? Yeah, we've um, we've had a great time growing that organization, and uh, we were involved with a fellow named John Thomas, who used to do Cortha Lake Summer Playhouse here. And um, when John left, he decided to go back and become a, a school teacher. Actually, he teaches drama in a high school in, Br in Bramley, or Brampton, rather. Yeah. Um, we just knew there was a big void, especially at Christmas. Um, John used to do this really fun panto at Christmas, and right. um, and and then in the summer as well. And so uh, Stephanie Mackey and myself, and uh, with the help of lots of other people. Alana and Tom and Claire and Marion Puffer and the Lucases and we just go on from there. Um, we just decided to start off with a Christmas uh, production mm -hmm. called Splendor of the Season. Yeah. I sat with Ray Marshall up at the uh, Olympia one uh, Wednesday at lunch and we just fleshed it out how we thought it could be. Um, you know, a variety type thing, and everybody loves a good variety show. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, from there it went from Splendor of the Season to doing productions in the summer to some summers we did two, and we've always had a triple threat arts camp in the summer too. So, and we're turning people down like we're we're full every summer. So there's That's a great. definite need out there. Kids Absolutely. are kids really really want Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I've had the pleasure of watching some of the rehearsals for James and the Giant Peach. Yes. And that, oh, I mean, it's just going to be sensational. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely sensational. Yeah. Beth's got a great crew yep. lined up, and the cast is a great mix of old veterans. And and fabulous and that there's some new people, right? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and even when we did Matilda this summer, we had five or six new people we'd never seen before. Yeah. And oh, that's wonderful. we thought, that's great. You know, the more the merrier. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. It's a good bug to catch. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you doing these days? Um, well, we we did come off a really good summer. Um, 
really happy that Matilda did so well. We sold out for two of the yep. four shows, which was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it did surpass our expectations, and I and I think it goes. It just proved to us that people really want it, and I know it's post COVID, and people are really happy to be back in the theater. But um, the kids were phenomenal. Like. <laughs> Randy, you've done enough things yourself, you know, and you're in the throes of things and you're saying, why am I doing this? I'm crazy, you <laughs> yeah. know, 14, 16 hour days. And then we always have our opening night, you know, circle where we sit with the kids and chat, uh, the cast, not just the kids. Right. And to a T, every one of them said, this is where I'm my authentic self. This yeah. is where I'm allowed to be who I am. This mm -hmm. is where I'm accepted. And we look at each other and we go, ah, oh, shoot, this is why we do this. It doesn't matter if it's 16-hour days because it's right. just too important. Exactly. You know, for me, it's always been about kids, whether, I mean, I was involved in Lindsay Minor Hockey. I was involved in the girls' minor softball. I've always been involved in my kids' schools and parent council and stuff. And it's so important that we give kids the chance to connect no matter where that is right. or what Every that is. Yeah. You know, not everybody's an academic, not everybody's a sports person. And if the arts are yet another way where we can exactly. give somebody the chance to catch and connect, yeah. exactly. then we got to do it. Exactly. We've got to do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, That's great. Well, it's too important. You. Kate, always a pleasure. Nice Alrighty. to see you. We'll okay. chat again. All right. It's always great to talk to Kate. She is a fascinating lady and has spent a lot of years helping out at the Flato Academy Theatre. Well, that about does it for our November episode. We would like to thank you for joining us and hope that you come back for our monthly chats with different various people here uh, going into our second year, which we're very excited about. Many thanks again to Warren Frank, my producer, engineer, and good friend, Many thanks to William McGinn, our social media expert. And thank you to Renee Frank, one of the talented people that helps us out here from time to time. Make sure you visit us on our social media sites. You can visit our website, which is nowandthenpodcast.ca. You can also contact us via email at nowandthenpodcast at hotmail.com. We would love to hear from you with comments one way or the other. And we have a special little deal for you here to wrap it up. Our good friend Mary the Ghost is back with us by popular demand. And she is going to take us out with a beautiful, beautiful song that was featured in many of the old vaudeville shows here at the Academy. So take care of yourselves and we will see you in December. Make sure you support the arts. It's important. Oh, shine on, shine on, harvest moon, up in the sky. I ain't had no loving since April, January, June, or July. Snow time, ain't no time to stay outdoors and spoon. So shine on, shine on harvest moon for me.